Welcome to an out there adventure in gaming with your good buddies over at ARG Presents. I'm your pal, Amigo Aaron, joined by a man who continuously makes an ace of himself every time I see him. It's the Brent. I'm like, a, I'm an ace pilot, an well, ace not, cook. No, I don't think you're lost on you. The there. ace of spades. Yeah, get out. So, <laughs> last week, if you tuned in, we spun the wheel. We made the exciting deal, the Brent. This week, we're going to go back. We're going to get in our rocket ship and fly back to a friendly planet. It's the planet they call Bam, the Jupiter Ace. Yes. Brent. Now we we had a look at the old Ace. Gosh, how long has it been? It's been way back there. Uh, the Brent put a couple. Uh, well, I wouldn't say they were a couple winners, but we did have a good time uh, playing with the Jupiter Ace. And uh, once again, on the retro rewind last week, we spun it up, and so once again, we're going to kick back. Into the Jupiter Ace. Now, Brett, do you remember anything about the Jupiter Ace episode we did so long ago? Yeah. I remember the first Jupiter Ace episode, I wished I was dead. But not because of the Jupiter Ace in any capacity, but just because I was so incredibly ill. Yeah. This time through the Jupiter Ace, I'm, I'm feeling much more spry, and uh, I have a greater appreciation to those that have worked on the Jupiter Ace and continue to work on the Jupiter Ace. Because uh, let me tell you something, when they decided to use Fourth as the programming language for the Jupiter Ace, that was a bold, bold, and <laughs> I guess ultimately bad move. Uh, I've I, I tried to look into how Fourth works as a programming language. Holy cow! Incredibly complicated. Yeah, let's, uh, let's get into a little bit of the nitty-gritty here when you, to explain exactly what 4th is. By the way, just for the record, if you want to go back and catch that original Jupiter Ace episode, that was way back, Brennan, episode 91. That was October 27th of 2019. I remember this because I was wearing a hockey mask, and for whatever reason, you were wearing a shower curtain. So I don't know what that... <laughs> I never understood what that was all about. I don't ask. So the Jupiter Ace, a little computer uh, released... Uh, in uh, September of 82, Brent, in the UK, uh, and believe it or not, this also was released in the U.S. Uh, in a limited capacity. Uh, this thing sold uh, on launch uh, at uh, £89.95p, if you can believe that. Very cheap. And in the U.S., it was going for 149 So this was, a, this was an inexpensive computer along the lines of a ZX81, for example. Uh, this used a Zilog Z80, running at 3.25 megahertz, shipped with 3K, 3 big K of RAM uh, there, the Brent. Uh, this uh, ran TV out, so you had the old TV out, that gimmick. Of course, that's the way they all were back in the day. And then Brent mentioned, and this is probably the thing that most people remember about the Jupiter Ace, is that it ran on the fourth uh, programming language. That was what it used, yes. the fourth, as opposed to, say, BASIC. Now, I, the Jupiter Ace folks thought this would be a huge boon because the fourth was uh, uh, considered a more uh, high high end language than Basic was at the time. Absolutely, and uh, and I mean, listen, it's funny, I, and we'll get into it when we get into your game, Brent. But uh, fourth had its shortcomings and it had also its advantages. Uh, but this this was basically your very low end. Uh, early PC. It had the kind of chiclet-style keyboard. Uh, it's got a clean look with a all-white plastic uh, case with the kind of the kind of brownish-black keys. Uh, having not ever seen one of these in person, I've not got the pleasure of actually uh, uh, punching the keys on it. But I think, don't you think it's a decent-looking little machine, Brent? Sure. I, yeah. I think it is. Uh, the problem with the Jupiter Ace, and uh, uh, I think we even went over this some in our previous episode is it was coming out at a time when computers were starting to migrate away from being the hobbyist machine and into the I want to use a computer for something useful machine mm -hmm. be it games be it you know uh, accounting stuff whatever and the ace was still trying to get I mean that's why they they ran forth uh, fourth in the right hands is a very fast and very uh, powerful programming language. It's said but, ten times faster than basic. That's the yeah. pitch, you know. Yeah, which uh, that's 
That's probably, I mean, I don't it, know. It depends but, I mean, on what you're doing. Right. But that's not completely true. Uh, but anyway, it, it's a very, it's a very compact language and it's, it's very versatile. Uh, but the Jupiter Ace was coming out during a time when people didn't want, you know, that they didn't want to program. They wanted to do, they wanted to have their software loaded up, you know, and, and have a functional machine. And the, the price, even though, you know, 89 pounds sounds ridiculously cheap, but it was. Uh, this is at a time when that was not unheard of. And in fact, the Jupiter Ace was more expensive than some of the other things in the market. By a and it didn't, yeah. it, and it only came out with 2K of RAM. Three. Uh, and that was, nah. I mean, you had machines coming out where they were having, they started at 16K of RAM for the for a cheaper price. And this is a time, and I, I'm sure you remember this, Aaron. Remember the 8-bit era where it was 8-bit and then the 16-bit and then 32-bit and 64-bit, right? With like the consoles and stuff. Yeah. And that was a selling point, right? Yeah. Well, RAM was sort of the same thing <clears throat> back in the... That's you true. Know, in, in the early 80s. It was like what how, marked the power of the machine by how much right, RAM it Right, had. Yeah. It had nothing to do with the processor. It had nothing to do with anything else. It was how much RAM, you know, if you could put 16K of RAM uh, as your, on your packaging when everyone else was having four or two or one, that just meant you had the, the best, biggest machine out there and people were willing to pay a little bit more money for it. When you release at 90 pounds... And your your packaging says you have two K of RAM. Nah, nah. It, it was they it, Jupiter Ace simply released too late to be what it wanted to be, and that doesn't mean it's a bad machine, uh, and it doesn't mean that Fourth is a bad programming language. It just means it was uh, unfortunately timed, and because of that, you know, it sold horribly and 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 failed in like less than a year. Well, it's funny. This thing did ship with a 16k expansion uh, cartridge that would you could put that you could push in right. Here, which, you could get yeah. that did give it a little more uh, oomph. And, and the funny thing is, as we we've, we've kind of oscillated on the onboard RAM, and the reason is is it really had it had a, it had a couple uh, had a couple k of chip of sort of like video RAM. Then it came also with the basic 1k program RAM. So I guess technically. Depending on how you look at this, this thing could have one, two, or three K, depending on how you want to look at the numbers. And then you could add with sixteen K. I believe you could expand this all the way up to thirty-two K, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, yeah, I think, I, think that, I think there was actual products somewhere. to do that. Yeah, but I think that the thirty-two K came a little bit later, much later, actually. Way, yeah, way after the fact. This get this, of course, uh, you would load your stuff on tape. I mean, it's a standard base thing. Really, it's a if you look at it, it's so slight. It's a, such a small computer. Uh, you mentioned that this thing ran uh, not very long, and you'd be right. It only they from the time they announced the first machine until the time they closed up shop was only fourteen months. Yeah. So there weren't a ton of these shipped. I remember trying to find numbers on this uh, back in the day, and I, 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 who knows? It's one of those. Uh, but uh, it has a a dedicated following, mostly because of the fourth language makes it you know unique. You know, it had an onboard speaker for sound. So one of those gimmicks, you know, that's, that's always kind of amusing uh, when you can get that kind of action out of it. And you could get sound, you could get uh, sound cards as add-ons. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's funny, I'm, I was reading the uh, information on this thing, and one of the things that caught my eye was, they're talking about how many people worked uh, for what was known as Jupiter Cantab, which is like the, sort of like the mother company of Jupiter Ace. They said from the time the entire company was ran, started and ended, they never had above five people working for them. <laughs> so that's, that's astounding to me. Uh, so uh, we do know that when they went out of business, there were 1,600 Jupiter Aces still in storage. So yeah. we can assume that the, let's say they sold, uh, uh, I, I, I can't Three imagine. Three times that. Yeah, I, I can't imagine more than 6,000 of these. On top of that sixteen hundred, that that might be a very that's probably uh, high, very generous. Yeah, 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 a high statement there. But again, they were banking on something here that just didn't happen, uh, and uh, it is what it is. But I, I do the the fourth programming language does give this thing uh, uh, a lot of notoriety, if anything else. And 
uh, uh, what you, one of the programs we're playing today actually sort of it dovetails nicely with the with talking about the fourth because uh, there was a blog written about it. I'll let you get into it. I don't yeah, I'll get into it. that. So, with all that said, uh, the first time we played this, uh, Brent, we actually played two games, Jumpman and a game called Attic Raid. Now, Jumpman was the game I picked, and Jumpman was uh, not that good, uh, to be honest with you. And it, it was okay. It was okay. I mean, it was not good, but it was okay. You'll recall that Jumpman could, could he, if you, he could jump just one pixel more than he needed to do everything in the game. Very difficult game. And Brent, the game you picked was an Attic Attack ripoff, but it was pretty good, as I recall. So it was yeah. sort of a hot, hot and cold. We'll see how we do this time around, Brent. I'll go ahead and lead the charge. Uh, this week, and I, I'll, be, I'll be honest with you, I had to look around. You know, this is just like other computers this era. There's lots of Space Invaders knockoffs and uh, uh, stuff like that, but I was trying to find something that was just a little bit different. And, of course, I, we've never played any of these games, so there was no worries about that. I went with a game uh, I went with a game called Owler. That's O-W-L-E-R. Owler. Uh Published by an outfit called Callisto Software, uh, released in '83, and it was authored by Neil and John Talbot. Here's the funny thing about Owler: uh, I mentioned that I picked Jumpman last show. I had no idea until I was doing the information for this. Jumpman was published by Callisto Software, released a year later, and authored by the exact same two guys. So for whatever reason. These two gentlemen have a draw for me that I don't get explained. And Brent told me that, that they this is the only two games they ever did on, on yeah for on, the Jupiter on the, on the at Jupiter. least. So there you go. I, I was I was pulled in. Uh, this one was an it was a 19k load cassette, obviously, because that's really the only way you can load stuff. And it was a one player game. So what is Owler? Okay, now <laughs> this is going to sound weird, everybody, but <laughs> this is a game. So, the game is the game is a uh, the game's object is to guess a five letter word. Okay, seems simple, right? Well, no, because this is an action game. <laughs> you can believe it. I will say I've never seen a game like this anywhere else. I will say that. So, you play the Aller. Your job is to carry letters that are in the shape of eggs. From the bottom of the screen up to the to a to one of five top platforms. Okay, you fly it up there by carrying it in your in your talons. When you get it to the top of the screen, you release it. You drop it into these slots. Now, the letter you drop in there will either be the correct letter for that slot. It will be the incorrect, or it'll be the incorrect letter for the slot. And if it's incorrect, an arrow will appear pointing left or right okay that means so for example if i were to drop the letter d at the top of the screen and and the actual letter they wanted was a it would point to the left that meant the letter was more more that way in the alphabet before it yeah right and then and if it was say the letter they wanted was a z it would point to the right that meant you were you had ways to go if you got the letter right you would get a check mark okay and you would drop. Uh, you would. Uh, you're good to go there. You don't have to. You don't have to worry about that one. This continues until you have completed the uh, puzzle, right? Uh, or you are killed. Now you're probably thinking to yourself, Aaron, you handsome devil. How could you possibly die in a game where you just walk carrying uh, eggs up around? Well, there's a gremlin, of course. There's always a gremlin involved in these things. And the gremlin just sort of meanders around between the egg nests at the bottom of the screen and where you drop the eggs at the top. And so you have to sort of negotiate your way around him to uh, drop the letters in. That's that's pretty much the game. Now, uh, one thing I remember from when we played stuff on the on the Jupiter before is that of course, the keyboard is a lot different than like your American standard keyboard. Okay, so the controls on this are up is B. Now, think about this on your modern keyboard: up is B, down is M, left is Z, right is C, and then you also have to have 
you have to have a letter to pick up an egg, which is N, and you've got to have a letter to drop an egg, X. So you're talking, that's six different keyboard buttons that you've got to keep track of. Now, I was very fortunate as a brand, and, I, and I'll be interested to see, uh, to hear your uh, take on how you did this. I have the good old-fashioned mister here, and the mister supports the Jupiter Ace. The Mister supports my gamepad, and the Mister supports remapping of keys to said gamepad. And so I remapped the heck out of these keys because I tried playing this without the key, and it was ah, 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 inconsequential. I had no luck at all trying to get anywhere. And I will say, uh, this game is is not easy. <laughs> it's not an easy game. It's frustratingly difficult, in fact. And part of it is the control of your of your owl is your it's not the best. Okay, I mean I'm just it is what it is. It's not the best, and the gremlin it just sort of randomly jerks around, and so he'll get you. And he's fast too. He's a lot faster than you are. And so ultimately, it, anytime I was making any sort of headway on trying to figure out a word, I got killed. I never successfully spelled a full word. I did come close. I came close, and if I was recording that game, you would have heard a, a, a stream of obscenities that would have traveled back in time to when the Jupiter Ace was released, because I was furious. I was only one letter away uh, from getting this. And by the way, just you can't guess. This isn't like Jeopardy, where you can get three of the letters and just sort of guess what the answer is. You can't. You've got, you've got to have them all. Still, I think he means Wheel of Fortune. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, it's absolutely nothing like Jeopardy. Well, I'm thinking, remember the old Jeopardy PC game? You can sort of type in the answer. That's what I was thinking. But yeah, you're right. It was Wheel of Fortune. So, I will say, I think this is an original idea. I kind of like this idea for like a... This would actually be a pretty decent idea for like an educational title. You know, but you would absolutely have to uh, have to change the, the difficulty. Something else I want to get into is the fact that the owl looks good. He almost looks like he's right out of uh, Phoenix, but the the motion of his wings is good. He looks good. The uh, eggs look good. The, I'd say the crouchness are t- quite nice. Uh, the little nest where the eggs set is good. The letters are clearly visible. Uh, the gremlin looks like he looks like one of the tiny tiny aliens in like Gorf, uh, in one of the in the Space Invader stage. Uh, he just kind of bebops around. He doesn't really... He's the least attractive member of the bunch here. Uh, but I liked it. I thought it was a pretty fun game. It's just incredibly hard. And then being incredibly hard can sort of hose you. I should also mention when you start the game, it spells out Al or in a nice cursively written uh, title screen, which is pretty cool. Not something you see every day. So clearly the guys that put this together uh, had some clue what they were doing because it, it's a good looking... It looks nice. Brent, what was your uh, what were your thoughts on Aller? So you're saying to me you like this game? No, I'm saying I, I, no, I no, wanted, your exact words were I liked. I want I like the game as a uh, an idea, but I, it's not. It's too hard. So I mean, it's not fun because it's so hard. That's what I'm let's saying. Let's go. Let's go over the positives of Aller. Right. Okay, the controls are actually uh, the the key placements. Yeah, uh, are not the worst. They're really not. Uh, left and right, and pick up an egg and drop an egg. Those are fine. Having uh, up and down be on keys that are side by side instead of up and down kind of sucks. But it's not. It's not the end of the world because for the most part, this isn't uh, pinpoint action precision needed game. I mean, you just go up, down, left, right. The owl animation, incredible. The flapping wings, you can actually tell the talons are talons. Uh, You can, you know, everything looks like what it's supposed to. There are some graphical glitches when you pick up an egg, and when you drop an egg, it has cut off. Because when you pick up an egg, it's egg-shaped, but when you actually have it in your talons, uh, it's just square. Um and the game was very glitchy. You can drop an egg, and it won't go into the little slot it's supposed to, and that, it just kind of hovers there. That, that's you have to you have to put these in the you have to drop them from the exact right spot. 
You're yeah. right. And that was incredibly frustrating, I will say. Yeah. yeah. Um <clears throat> the, the the gremlin uh is is just there because they had to have a way for you to die. Uh past that, and, and those are all fine things. Uh this game was garbage. Absolute garbage. The letters that you need are not always available. You have five letters that you can pick up, and it's not like it has the letters you need to spell the word, and then you just pick those up. No. There will be times when all the letters at the bottom of the screen are letters you don't need. That's true. Uh, And then they will randomly change, which is even worse because you'll have a, a... You'll be going down to get a letter that you think, you know, okay, I've narrowed it down. It's probably one of these letters. And you pick it up, and it will change in your talons. Even after you've already picked it up, the letter can still change on you. So there is there is no fun to be had in this game. It is so frustrating to think that you need this letter or, you know, you're pretty sure you've got it narrowed down to this, and the letter just never appears. So you're picking up letters and just dropping them other places just to kind of fill out your stuff. There is no fun in this. There is no fun. Uh, there is The challenge is having the patience not to pick up your Jupiter Ace and throw it across the room. Uh, the, the There are beeps and boops to this that the beeps make no sense, Every once in a while, the game would just beep for me. I, I assumed there was it... some sort of a keyboard overload when it did that, but I wasn't No, I, I could be not pressing any keys at all and it beep. Maybe the, uh, maybe the owl is making a noise. Uh, it, it, sure, sure, why not? It is bad I, when you confuse in-game audio with error messages. I will say, I'm not going to lie, that's not a good feature. <laughs> I think there's a time limit. Uh, uh, yeah. There's a, there's a, a counter that's counting up, and it looks like it's counting up to 5,000. Yeah. I never ran out of time. No. Because I only played this game for about 15 minutes. I, I could not stomach the... the I mean, the concept's kind of fun. Having yeah. letters that go, you know, up or down, depending on where you place them. The execution is just, just awful. Do not waste your time emulating this game. I, I think maybe if it was, I, I don't know how you save this. Uh, by having random letters at the bottom that don't necessarily go to the word that you're going to. Uh, Aaron, do you remember any of the words that you had? I don't. Like I, don't. I know in the video, the 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 it word says, is ready. ready. Yeah. The word I had was sheen. Right. <laughs> yeah. Having two letters that are the same, and you've got to have them randomly peer. I, I knew I didn't know what the word was, but I knew oh, I had it pretty narrowed down that it was e e, and e's just never appeared. They absolutely yeah. never appeared. So what fun is that? Well, there, most yeah, of the time, get I it out. Horrible. Most of the time, I didn't get to a point where you could even sort of ascertain what the letter was. Because part for me it was a moral victory just to get an egg up to the thing and then actually have it go into the slide. Listen, I'm not gonna sit here and sugarcoat it. It's not that I was I had high hopes. You can imagine seeing this being played and you're like, hey, that looks interesting. There's a lot of depth to that, you know. So when I saw a little tidbit of it, I was like, here's my game, and ultimately, it, the execution on it was uh, not that good. I mean, I, I don't, I hate to bury it, but it, it was not that good. I know uh, how to fix this. All right. You put the X in just like ever, the game's exactly the way it is now, right? But at some point, you're allowed to type in what you think the word is. That would have made all the difference in the world. And if if you're wrong, you die or you lose a life because you only get one life in the game too, which yeah. is stupid. That would make the game very playable. Because you're not just going to get one or two eggs in, in in somewhat right positions and be able to guess a five-letter word. But if you having to wait for the letters that you think go to the places they need to go is so boring. It's so tedious. So, 
I think you know. I think this is worth a play if you've got like no. a Mister. Hold on, hold on. And you can map your stick, and you want to at least experience the game because there are good parts to the, the graphics and whatnot. But ultimately, like Britt said, this is one you're gonna you're gonna fiddle with for a few minutes, and then it's gonna go away, unfortunately. So yeah, there, there's no redeeming quality to play this game. Uh, it's, if it's you're a, curious, look up a, graphical, a video. Graphical tour de force. That's what, that's what I would say. Oh, give me a break. And, and uh, the audio is exquisite. That's for sure. Aaron, get this garbage out of here. Let's move on to a game that's <laughs> awesome. Wait a minute now. Garbage? It's yeah, not that you bad. have failed us on the Jupiter for the last time. Listen, what do you want? I didn't know. Next I time thought... the Jupiter spins, I'm just going to solo the show. You're killing apparently me Apparently, I'm the only one that can find good games on oh, the Jupiter. Oh, my God. You t- Listen, I'm not going to even go there. So, with all that said, you can't buy, unfortunately... Aller is not available for purchase on the uh, on eBay, uh, but it is available for download. Archive.org will set you up with the entire uh, Jupiter collection. Now, Brent picked his game with like as the second the show ended, he swooped in like the Aller to grab the best thing out there. Allegedly, we'll see. Brent, what do you have this week? I am taking a look at a piece of modern. Jupiter Ace software in Tut Tut. Tut Tut has a very interesting story. Uh, it was actually released on the Spectrum in 2019, and uh, was re- was made by a game uh, a guy called David Stephenson, and he made it for the Spectrum. <clears throat> and, and a little man named George Beckett saw oh, it and said. <laughs> A little man? Yeah, yeah. A little man named George Beckett said, you know what? I'm going to port that to the Jupiter Ace. Because the ZX Spectrum and the Jupiter Ace, especially the, the, the ZX81, very similar looking and machines, right? Absolute nothing the same because one's using basics and one's using fourth. And uh, uh, David had programmed this in basic. So uh, George Beckett decided, I'm going to bring this bad boy into fourth. And so he did. And he actually wrote a very detailed blog uh, that you can go over to the ZX81 Keyboard Adventure and look up Tut Tut on the Jupiter Ace and read his his insight into uh, some of his history, how he didn't actually start programming for the Jupiter Ace until, you know, recent times. Uh, but his adventure in how this was sort of like a game he had already played around with and uh, his his uh, follies into the fourth programming language. And something I want to mention about the fourth programming language. It's a stack system. And you have to start at the very bottom, and it builds the program up, kind of like a pyramid, right? And you can actually add commands to the uh, uh, fourth system uh, by defining defining new commands. And my understanding, which is very rudimentary, very basic, uh, is if you make them, you can add a command, right? Let's say you're going to add the command, I don't know, whistle. And when you use the whistle command, that makes a a sequence of beeps. So you have this whistle command, and you add it to the fourth programming language. And then you're like, you know what? I'm going to change whistle command. So I I have to... uh, The sequence of beeps isn't exactly what I want it to be. So I'm going to redefine what whistle means, how it programs. I'm going to take this out and put the new whistle command in. If you don't remove the old whistle command and then you keep programming on top of that because it programs in stacks, that's it. You're screwed. You can't go back. There is no drilling back down into the stack to get to something and fixing it and then heading back up. Uh, So if you make a mistake at the bottom, you have to start completely over. and that just sounds incredibly devastating uh, for a programming language. Now, the upside of fourth is it's fast. 
and it can do a lot of things really fast. And that was very important for bringing Tut Tut from the Spectrum over to the uh, Jupiter Ace. Uh, on the Spectrum, if you watch some of the videos for it, especially some of the earlier stuff, when it draws the levels, it's very slow. It's uh, uh, a very slow and tedious process of the levels drawing out. Whereas on the Jupiter Ace Band, it, it is just done. It, it does it really fast. So what is Jupiter Ace? I guess, or what is Tut Tut? We should go into it real quick. Tut Tut is a maze chase game that you play as an architect and you are going through Egyptian tombs and you are gathering uh, different jewels and amulets and stuff for score and you're avoiding mummies and you have to figure out uh, different puzzles. And the way the puzzles work is there are four keys, numbered one, two, three, four. And if you have a key that corresponds with a block, you can shove that block. So if you have the one key, you can shove the one block and open up the path. And then the fourth key is used, you run into the fourth block and it's an exit. <clears throat> so it's a puzzle maze chase game. And the very first levels are very easy, very rudimentary. It's just about collecting the gems, figuring out the controls. And the later levels are very mind-blowing. And you, you, it is not uncommon to put yourself in a situation where you have to actually reset the board uh, to, to figure out what needs to be done. Uh, using different techniques for the fourth language, this was able to incorporate all of the expansion levels that was med made for the ZX81. And all of this compresses down to work on a 16K Jupiter Ace, which is incredibly amazing. Now it's black and white. That's that's 100% true. But everything looks like what it's supposed to look like. The other thing that they were able to do was add special powers. <clears throat> You could pick up a ring that would uh, uh, stop all the movement of different zombies uh, and certain power-ups like that that weren't in the original game. So they really expanded on it. Uh, and he, he did an amazing job. Everything feels good. It sounds good, even though it's just beeps and boops when you pick stuff up. Uh, the game plays incredibly well. You, it is very fast. And the, the mummies are programmed in such a brilliant way. They walk back and forth in a corridor unless they get to a corner. So if they hit a corner, they make the decision to try to move closer to your guy. In a straight line where there's no corner, it will just bounce back and forth straight line forever. Uh, but if it hits a corner and can maneuver to to go down a path where you're at, it will. What that allows you to do is, since you're moving blocks around, you can actually decide where the mummies go, which adds a great element, uh, an additional element to the game. Aaron, what did you think of the absolute wonderful Tut-Tut? Well, I will, let me just start at the very beginning. Right. Um, I had trouble... Getting this, to, I couldn't run this on my Mister, which is a real bummer, because uh, this was only released in tap file form, which is the cassette tape. I couldn't find an Ace file version. Also, there is, as far as I know, there's no way to convert tap files to Ace. I know this is, no one cares about this, but I just, it, it's not the easiest well, you thing can, to get going. I had to use the the, the original plan was to type it in yourself. Yeah, so that. having access to to the tape file is is a blessing. Well. Yeah, it better be. So, uh, ultimately, I had to I had to emulate this, and even then, I had trouble. I had to go I had to go to a third emulator to get it to work. Uh, and it's really just, I, okay. Yeah, it was because well, I I couldn't get mess to run it. it I kept getting error messages with loading. I will yeah, I say I got to experience the joy of explaining to my son what that hideous noise was. <laughs> he goes, "What is that?" I'm like, "It's a game." He goes, "It is." I'm like, "He goes, that's horrible." I was like, "Yeah, I know." But uh, so that was kind of fun. Uh, you know, this is a, 
this I can, this is a game uh, that is uh, you. I, it's one of those games you think I'm sure I've played something like it in the past. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. But I can't put my finger on it. It's the old timing. Avoid the 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 you know avoid the pathing of the of the mummies. Uh, now right. it does get more complex. I'm not going to say I got mega far into this because I actually found this to be fairly difficult. To, if I'm honest. Uh, well, but you have unlimited lives. Right, right. But still, I mean, that doesn't mean you're any better at it. And it does let you, it doesn't like start you over when you die, which is good. Right. You, you know? get to maintain your pro- your right. uh, progress in the level. In some ways, you know, we covered a game uh, on uh, R. Sinclair for the ZX Next called Speed. And there are, Speed could learn a few lessons uh, about pathing from, from this game because. The mummies in this uh, part of the game is the predictability of their path, and that's what makes the game work. And so, when you don't have that, which speed, ha- I thought speed had some like pathing issues with the enemies that made it, made it when you make them that random, you it basically it, it negates some of the game. So, like if these guys were totally random, you'd be boned. Oh yeah, yeah. Now, the funny it would, it thing about no this fun. game is. You could get yourself to a point where you're boned, and then like you just have to sit there and wait for the boning because you're. Well, you're at you the can end reset of a long... the level, right? But you, I know I'm saying I'm not mean permanently. I mean just like it, 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 it's one of those games where you can get yourself in a, down a long corridor and you got greedy, and then oh you're, yeah, and then yeah. you just wait for the moment to come get you because there's nowhere to go. You're like, no yeah. crap, <laughs> here he comes. You know, it's neat that this game got uh, uh, released so recently. I like the idea. I, I read. In fact, we're looking the the gameplay footage. If you're watching the video, is uh, George Beckett's actually uh, uploaded this? He's uploaded the, his, he's I think he's had three revisions of the game, and he always uploads a video of the, of the newest revision, which is what we're looking at. Uh, and since he's the one that did it, I thought that was kind of cool. Uh, so I mean, yeah, I thought it was a fun game. Uh, once I got it working, I mean, it's not is it a world beater? No, is it as it's not as. Uh, um, it's not as well. I don't know. It's 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 a better game than Aller. That's for darn sure. Uh, you know, and the fact that he used fourth, the blog is a must read because he goes over some of the. I mean, much like Brent went into, he goes over some of the differences and some of the challenges of converting this over. And and it's interesting for people like us. We're never going to program in fourth. You yeah. know, that was the gra- <laughs> that's the last grade we were in before we went to work at the coal mines. You know, so we don't know. But uh, it's interesting to get a little idea of why people thought fourth was so good. You're mentioning of the of the speed of the actual drawing of the screen. That's relevant because that's you know that's that's what fourth gave you. Got you got that little extra oomph. It's not little. It's in ten times as fast. So you got a little more action out of it. You know, uh, the Jupiter Ace is oft compared to the ZX81 for the obvious reasons. I mean, you know, there's a ton of reasons why. And you can compare this uh, straight up with the ZX81 port. Of the game, and I think it stands up quite nicely. Yeah. And so I, I, I would go on the assumption that if, if someone had the programming prowess of uh, 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 to work in fourth, at, you know, in, at a high level, I wouldn't be surprised if some uh, pretty decent stuff could be churned out with it. You know, it's just that there's, uh, I, and I, I know from talking to some of my friends that the the programming language of fourth was more popular in certain countries in Europe than it was in others. Like so. You know, because that's maybe that's what they did in school or whatever. So it's something that so there are some places where it's funny talking to some people at Discord how different areas of Europe really had sort of different. They were taught different stuff, and or they had different like home. Some places had their own like custom, you know, country based languages that they used. You know, so it, it's interesting. But the, I doubt there's a whole lot of people programming for it these days. So this is sort of this maybe one of the last games we ever see released for the Jupiter Ace. But it's neat that someone's still programming on it. In 2020, it's I, I enjoy that. And, overall, and something like that it. something that needs to be uh, uh, stated because obviously uh, Beckett did an incredible job bringing this over the fourth, but you also need to give incredible props uh, to David Stephenson because the 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 board design for these levels are top tier. Uh, they didn't just oh, yeah. hit random and, and let it go about its day. It's all about the design. If they didn't have it, well designed, it, they would work. There'd be no game, right? And I mean, it is really fun and very satisfying to figure out a level to say, okay, 
I know what I need to do now. And it's still challenging, even that once you know what you need to do, to maneuver around the mummies and guide the mummies to go where you want them to go. Now, some of the levels, you can just brute force, uh, you know, just run down to the end of the hallway, get the key, die. But now you've got the key right. so you can advance farther. But a lot of the levels later on, you really have to do precision work to make it happen. I, I enjoyed this game literally on every level except for sound design, which uh, it's beeps I mean, and boops. What are you going to do? Yeah, I was going to say. Uh, and, and it has it has little tunes. Uh, but I really, really enjoyed this game. I, I It's been a long time since I appreciated so much from a game that had so little to work with. The, the little men are animated. The little zombies are animated. The, the, the boards using different tile sets feel like tombs uh, and dirt. You don't actually dig through. You just follow paths. Yeah. But Every, and the the uh, speed, I mean, if you really, if you needed your little archaeologist to go fast, you could really tap that button and get them going or hold the button down and keep, you know, the keyboard inputs. Uh, I really felt this hit on pretty much every positive element of game design. And I highly, highly suggest that you check it out. If you can't, uh, if you don't want to work with a Jupiter Ace, you can always load it up on the ZX Spectrum, one of those systems. Yeah. Although I feel like the Jupiter Ace, from the footage I saw, and a later rev revisions might have fixed some of this, but the, the board draw is so fast on the Jupiter Ace, I think it makes it one of the superior versions. I will say, if you, like Brent said, the good thing about this is you can play this on uh, three different platforms. If you play this on the ZX, you do get color uh, yeah. on the screen. Which is that? Which would be nice. I'm, and I, I haven't played it on there, but I've looked at still shots, and it looks good. Uh, but I mean, anywhere you go, it's going to be the same sort of game. And I, and I, you don't necessarily need color to enhance the overall enjoyment of the game. Yeah, this was a this was a winner, uh, Brent. Uh, if I'm honest, I have to say I enjoyed playing it once I got it going. I didn't get to spend a ton of time with it because it took me so long to figure out how to get it played. I would like to see someone convert this to something I could put on the Mister. And maybe someone has to who is clever enough to figure that out can do it. But I, uh, like I said, I was it was beyond my abilities. Uh, but Absolutely. emulating it, it was fine. And the Jupiter, it's funny. I uh, I will say, uh, uh, the guy that made that put this down, George. He, if you look to the page where he launched this, uh, the uh, he gives you full loading instructions stuff, which help because if you're like us and we, it's not like we use a Jupiter every day. I needed that stuff to learn how to load yeah. it off cassettes because yeah. it really it's real simple. Load, tut tut, tut tut. That's pretty much all there is to it, you know. So it's not that difficult, but still. But the, the Jupiter's unforgiving. If you make one little mistake, yeah. oh, it goes, it gets mad, and bad things happen. And the funny thing <laughs> is, at least in emulation, if like for example, you have to load tut tut in caps, and it, I so one of my shift buttons was not was not a shift, and one was. And so whenever you make that mistake, I couldn't figure out how to back up and fix anything. I was just like, well, I'm screwed. Reset. <laughs> yeah. So it was a long and tedious process of trying to of trying to reset this sucker. So, Brent, just in closing, I want to talk about I looked up a couple things uh, on the Ace, just in case you want to. Because, man, I've been sorely tempted to pick one of these up just because I, I, like I really just like the look of it. You know, much like the ZX81, uh, it's a, it, it, the simplicity of it, is and and, is and what you buy is so staggering. It's just that like yeah. these things were uh, uh, shipped out. This is back when uh, this was the great savage frontier of PC ownership, you know. And this was your this little tiny device was your entry point into the world of programming and gaming and everything else. It it, it really it's something you can't in a in a day uh, like today where they literally every new consumer. A computer or console holds your hand and helps you along like you're a dotling old grandmother down the path. These machines gave you nothing, and you liked it. You had to figure it out yourself, brother. And so there's an appeal to that to me. I looked at, I looked up some prices on these. Jupiter Aces actually go for a pretty good penny, uh, the Brent. Uh, and I saw these things going for around the $500 mark many times. Get this. 
there's a very rare version of the Jupiter Ace. This was the last release of like the that's sort of like the sequel, the Jupiter Ace four thousand. You know yeah. it's good if it's four thousand. <laughs> Check this out. There's a guy selling one of these right now. There were according to the eBay listing, there were only eight hundred of these built on Earth. Right? If you would like to bid on a very rare boxed Jupiter Ace four thousand, get to your eBay, brother. Drop down a thousand bucks. On this thing, this thing's got a ton of bids too, so it's going to go to the moon, and it's going to make big money. Uh, but uh, it is a rare item, and if you've got the bucks, uh, and if you get this, give me a call, and because I'm going to come over, <laughs> to, I'm coming over to your house to uh, check this sucker out. But yes, the Jupiter Ace, it was a fun thing to revisit. I had a good time, even with the Howler. Such a goofy concept. Uh, yeah, I mean, come on, admit you got to admit the concept. Who thought of that? It's just so far out there. That's what I liked about it. Uh, I like stuff that's out there. Speaking of stuff that's out there, the bread. You know what it's time for. Yep. It's time for another poor transition into the wheel. Here we go. Yeah. Here <laughs> that we go. That was really bad. This week, the Brent. We only had to change one thing. We added another retro rewind piece. It's the Turbo Graphics 16, the Brent. Everyone loves the Turbo Graphics. Let's fire this thing up. Do you have any thoughts on what you'd like to see uh, pop up this week on here with the brand? I'm still begging for some chat choice, man. Oh, my God. But they're they're insane in the chat. Here we go. Huh. That's a good spin right there, the Brent. And the winner. Oh, sorry, chat choice. Just missed out. The winner on this one are games with single word titles. This was one of your old uh, pieces, the Brent, that we... Uh, Stuck back on here. What do you think about games with single word titles? This just came up once before. I think there, there's a lot of fun choices out there. Do we have any sort of? Uh, uh, do you, do you want to limit this in some way or spice it up in some way? Since this is you're the one that suggested single word well, title. Well, here, here's what we should do, Aaron. Let's All get right. chat involved, right? Oh, you're you're dying to get chat involved in this, I aren't am. you? All right, chat. chat pay attention. Pick, pick a letter for Aaron. That has to start Aaron's game and pick a letter for me. All right, and and while we're while we're waiting for chat to to make their determinations, I want to talk about the upcoming, the ever present. Bam! It's Amigathon, Brent. Holy smokes, Amigathon! Just a uh, uh, a little over a month away. Uh, this thing, I'm going to make it huge here. This thing, July twenty fourth, twenty twenty one. It will be a happening, Brent. As all the all the various streams merge into one charitable event, uh, we're going to have a lot of great uh, presenters. We're going to have a lot of good times. 12 hours of Amigathon, followed by 12 more hours of streamer Amigathon, where we're going to have all our good buddies, all the great streamers that carry the torch for another 12 hours. We're going to have guys like Wild Wild World of Retro and Jack Flack and Steven Stroh, who, who signed in as well is going to participate, plus more names uh, forthcoming. We're also going to have people involved in the show, uh, like Kim Justice is going to be involved, and Amiga Bill. Uh, all your favorites will be there. It should be a lot of fun. Every cent, every red cent, the Brent, will go towards the Children's Miracle Network of Hospitals. A uh, little money for the children. And always a good thing to uh, to uh, give a little charity. Uh, it gives you a little bit of a, uh, gives your soul a kiss, a gentle kiss. Uh, for being such a nice person, the Brent. And, of course, me and the Brent will be involved. Brent will be in there with us. Uh, we'll have a good time. It should be a, uh, uh, g- a gathering of all the goofs over at the boat's basement for another good time. It will be it should be a lot of fun here. So that is Amigathon. Please check it out uh, in July. There you go. So what have we come up with, <clears throat> chat room? All right, Aaron. I will let you pick first. The letters you get to pick from are Z, Q, X, P, or K. This is why you don't let chat. You don't let the chat pick. Because Z, Z is a letter, and Q. Okay, you pick Z. No, I didn't pick I anything. I will pick. I pick. Uh, K. No, I'll pick P. I'll pick P. Why did you get so to pick two times? You get, you get Z. Your game has to start with the letter Z, and my game has to, has to start with the letter P. I think you're incorrect. I picked the letter Z. That's what they like. You don't get to say Z. That gets you in trouble, pal. I learned that early on in, in the day. <laughs> All right, so fair enough. Next week, we'll be playing one-word games that I have to pick from this, the huge library of games that start with a Z. And Brent, you're picking. What are you picking from? 
waffled six times. Yeah, that's great. All right, fair enough. So, with that being said, I think we're out of here. Brady, final thoughts before we take things into the house? Uh, Big thanks to all of our supporters. Uh, New supporter video this week, if that's your thing. And uh, I guess we'll see everyone next week. All right, guys. Enjoy your Father's Day. We'll see you next time. Oh, yeah. Happy Fathers for all the fathers out there. Happy Father's Day, everyone. Thanks for joining us today. We really hope you enjoyed the show. Hello to our YouTube subscribers and our Twitch followers. A special thank you to Duncan Styles for our vector graphics and Bartbit for an amazing closing theme. Want to help keep ARG spinning for as little as a dollar a month? You can do so at our new Patreon at patreon.com slash ARG presents. Just like these fine folks. Ram, WFETKey, Rolo, Olaf Hope, Anthony Jarvis, Terry Howard, Gary Heather, John Schaller, The Slow Morris, Frodo NL, Steve Rathmason, Bernhard Lucas, Chris Folds, Mitsuyama, Jason Warns, Rob Black O'Hara, Andy Craig, Dave Velociraptor, Retroallergy, Hermsky, John Dykeman, Jerry Dennington, Z9K9, and Mr. B. Don't want to explain another credit card bill? That's okay, too. You can help us out by leaving us a positive review on Spotify or Apple iTunes. Have an idea for a wheel piece? Email it to us at argpresents at mail.com. We film live every Sunday, 10 a.m. EDT on Twitch. Hope to see you there.